back, Hour 2. It is Tuesday, the 22nd, the day after Eclipse Day. And hopefully uh, we are not going to see Eclipse of the finances and so on. But um, a very level-headed mind we have here with Dr. Bob Thiel, one of the senior people in the Continuing Church of God that combines prophecy with the Bible. In fact, to me, you need three things to be uh, a real Christian. Number one, you have to have a relationship with God. Number two, you have to believe that prophecy is for our day. And number three, you have to have a, a brain that when you come to God in prayer, you also have logic, and you have to have logic that applies to the Bible so they interpret itself, as it says in Second Peter 2.10. No, no scripture is a private interpretation, which basically means you mean it need to be a locksmith for God. And uh, Dr. Bob is a very good locksmith, so uh, welcome back, Dr. Bob. Thanks for having me, Dr. Bill. I want to ask you a question. I've had on the uh, several videos over the last month, especially with Mark uh, Taylor, in fact, uh, we did one back on August 7th, and we have over 5,000 hits just on YouTube, let alone uh, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon, Spreaker, etc. So we get a lot of hits. And I got interesting comments. Of course, they fall into several classes. The first one is, Dr. Deagle, be quiet to let Mark talk, which is not going to happen because I'm always going to raise questions. And actually, when he says something that's what I call excessive hubris, thinking that Donald Trump is the best thing since sliced bread, or he's uh, some kind of like a prophet of the most high god i have tempered to say first off donald trump is not a christian he may become a christian someday but to become a christian you have to have a testimony you need to actually put god first and actually give god the credit and you need also do things in a godly way that doesn't kind of blow up your own ego right well, you and have to repent to be, to be to a re- Christian, and Donald Trump says he's never done that, so that pretty much eliminates him right yeah, there. Yeah, that eliminates So it's very obvious, okay? So, so uh, no, I, and I still think that Trump has been selected by God. I believe that God sent Trump Pence, and he put him as a challenge that we Christians can pray for Trump to make him, as I say, Trump Inocchio, a real-life Christian boy. In other words, a real-life Christian president man, which is very possible. I mean, God will take, uh, in fact, it's one of the things that God does to prove that he's God and we're not, which I like the the words of of God talking to Job, is that my ways are higher than your ways. In other words, God likes to take the most uh, uh, talented but maybe vile person. For example, King David. I mean, he wouldn't qualify as a, quote, Christian right now, and he took Uriah's wife after we put him on the front line and got him killed. Uh, That's not exactly Christian behavior, but God, eventually he repented to God, and God actually restored him to position, but he said as a judgment, your son will put together the kingdom, but it will fall and be broken into parts, which happened after the fall of Solomon and the Israeli Empire. And, of course, it took a while. It wasn't that long after where the northern empire of the Ephraimites was taken away to meet a Persia, and not, I think, a hundred or so years later, when the southern kingdom was taken away. So the fact is, there's always judgment. Uh, America, I think, right now is under a period of grace and judgment. We're under both. So when people like an exaggerated state of hubris that everything's going to be fine and we just need to shut up and let Mark talk, ain't going to happen. So if I've offended you, good. Listen to, to people like Jonathan Gray, who tells you straight up what's going on, and Dr. Bob Teal, that, yes, we need to pray for the man and for the Trump-Pence government that are now in Phoenix trying to see if they can counter some craziness. And, yes, some of the statements that Trump's made are pretty good. But he is, is uh, how can I say, he doesn't have a tweet filter. His wife is too passive to stop him. And General well, Kelly hasn't put a choke chain on him yet to stop some of his, what I call, illegitimate tweets and actually take the message away from issues he's doing, which are good, and puts it on things that aren't. So uh, I think Trump, in the next three months, is, is basically is going to determine if he actually has a presidency. And so right now, 
Uh, we need to pray for him that he stops tweeting like a maniac and he stops being uh, an example of an adult with Asperger's syndrome. And he stops being a high-level white hat mason, t- signing so much with Masonic signs, which I recognize, that he drives me crazy. It's like having someone in your dinner that continues to sign Masonic signs at the table so much you got to tell them to stop it. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Well, I totally, you know, we certainly have to uh, pray for our leaders. Uh, the right. Apostle Paul told us to do that. Right. Um, uh, as I've told people before, it's not that I'm... Uh, pro or anti Donald Trump but but don't tell, try to tell me he's a Christian your your Pinocchio analogy is kind of interesting you know the Pinocchio what you're saying is he can go from being dead spiritually because P- Pinocchio was just a puppet he's made a, out of wood he's a wooden boy he's to, a wooden boy you know, and again there's some woodenness uh, about uh, Trump to me but the other thing about Pinocchio is the story of Pinocchio is his nose grew every time he told to, uh, told a lie that doesn't happen to Donald Trump, but he, no, actually, I, I, <laughs> I think it's of his nose is actually his swoop. I think that would be kind of obvious that he's not always telling the truth. Well, I think actually but what anyway, happens is his swoop of his I hair grows. I have a completely different yeah. subject today. All right, let's get into and it. And I was debating, and I should have sent you this a, a couple hours ago, but I kept thinking there might be something else that I might want to talk about. But instead, I saw something this morning in the news uh, over at uh, Zenit.org. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with Zenit. Zenit is a pro-Vatican uh, news source. Really? And so they talk about what's going on with the Vatican all the time. And uh, the Pope sent out a letter, Pope Francis, and he sent it to uh, a synod, which is like a conference. that's going on in uh, Turin, uh, Italy. Right. It actually started uh, a couple days ago, and it goes through the 25th. And he sent his letter to the Methodists and the Waldensian churches. right. And he also indicated it. He also said in his letter that he hopes these days of sharing and reflection, which are taking place on the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, are animated by the joy of putting yourselves before the face of Christ. May his gaze, which is turned on us, be the source of our peace, so that we feel ourselves beloved children to the God, to the of the Father, and makes us see others, the world, and history in a new way. Right. See, huh? What he's talking about yeah. here is a couple different things, um, and we may be able to cover all these actually during this segment. I mean, this, right. this hour. One is instead of the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation being considered a negative for Rome, he's right. the last couple of years taken steps to make it more of a reconciliation with the Church of Rome, as opposed to hey, people left the Church of Rome because there were various abuses, right. um, not acceptance of Scripture. Uh, adding doctrines that shouldn't be there, et cetera, et cetera. Instead, if you uh, see what's going on, and when uh, we were in Europe, I've been in Europe several times, but when we were in Europe in October, right. I visited a, a church in uh, the Netherlands, and there was a big poster about the 500th uh, anniversary and such, and the intent from the main Protestant religious groups that I've seen, the big ones, that, let's say, that I've seen in, in Europe, is to try to reconcile with Rome. And this is one of the things that the Pope wants to do. But the other thing in his letter was he said, God's going to have us see the world and history in a new way. History in a new way. Really? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, history in a new way. So what is that? You know, what, is, what does he mean by that? 
this gets a little bit tricky. In this case, it's a, um, I'll try to add some clarity to this. One was his church's persecution of the Waldensian church. Now, the current people who call themselves Waldensians are not like the original Waldensians. I just want to say that for your listeners to know. Uh, and there's been some discussion on whether or not the Waldensians uh, kept the Sabbath and biblical holy days and all that kind of stuff. Well, mo- well, many of them did, but not all of them did. And one of the things that happens when you look at Christian church history is that you will see that people who were out of favor with the main group would all be lumped together. Uh, like, for example, you mentioned uh, our church at the beginning of the uh, segment when you were introducing me. Right. Now, the, the continuing church of God, we are not Protestant. You mean you're not Protestant? You're not Roman Catholic or Eastern Orthodox, therefore you're Protestant. No, that's their definition, <laughs> right? not ours. Uh, Protestants, by definition, the official definition, the way I understand it, are, are those who came out of the Protestant uh, Reformation of the uh, 1500s. We trace our history from Acts chapter 2. We trace our history uh, from there to present of various groups with different names throughout history. Right. And a lot of those times those names were given to it by uh, opponents who were part of the Greco-Roman establishment. The same thing with the Waldenses. Uh, they basically said, okay, everybody who's not a Catholic is a Waldense. This guy, now if you're claiming to be Christian and you're not a Catholic, you're considered to be Protestant. Right. So anyway, so a couple of years ago, the Pope did something magnanimous, actually, you could call it that. Uh, he asked forgiveness for his church for the persecution that they did at the Waldensian Church uh, that uh, they did in the, the Middle Ages, and he's, he did this because he's by this time he had some good relationships with them, and his hope and plan is for them to unite together. Now, of course, a lot of people say, "Well, good, religious wars have been a big problem." <clears throat> Right. All the religions they get together, this is going to be a great thing. Well, if you don't believe the Bible, or you don't rely on biblical prophecy, you may feel that way. Now, before going further, let me make it clear. I am glad that the Church of Rome is not going around uh, burning people at the stake, uh, killing them and all that kind of stuff. And for people, by the way, who say that did not happen in the Spanish Inquisition, that is absolute nonsense. I actually right. was in Spain uh, a couple of months ago, uh, took an Inquisition tour, by the way. Wow. Uh, saw various pictures and places where the stuff was happening. And, and stuff meaning uh, torture as well. Yeah, and they were, you know, they were torturing these people. And I'm, look, I'm very glad that that doesn't happen now, okay? At least right. not to any great, a massive degree like it was happening before. Although biblical prophecy says it's going to happen again. Right. But I'm glad... People are not shooting each other, killing each other that way, although you do have the issues with Muslims, uh, especially the radical ones, et cetera. Right. I'm, I'm glad that you know you don't see the Lutherans and the Catholics in Moors destroying cities in Europe right now. or any, I mean, that, that part's good. But there's a difference between being tolerant uh, of freedom of religion and freedom right. of thought and saying, hey, we know we don't agree, but why don't we agree on uh, several points?
points. And if we agree on these points, then we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Right. And that's really bad. when we have a big problem. Right. Well, I remember watching pictures of not just this Pope Francis, but the previous popes of the last 10 years or so, having ceremonies with Buddhists up in the, you know, the, with the Dalai Lama and with other animists and other religious groups through the World Council of Churches. So basically, this Pope basically says, hey, you just have to believe in some kind of spiritual higher God or even yourself as you know, as you're transitioning from one soul state to another. It's cool. We're all just the same, basically. So in other words, they want to homogenize religion to the point where it basically has no power and no truth to it. And basically, right, well, the, the Pope is probably starting to say, hey, if we're all one, I'm just the head of this mobster group, and we're all we're not going to kill each other anymore. We're going to have our own territories. You can have your own belief system. It's all cool. How's that? Well, as a refresher, something you and I have discussed earlier on this program, a prior program, excuse me, was that the Pope told an atheist he could be saved from, right. from good works, not from accepting the only name under heaven by which you can be saved Whoa. in Acts chapter 4. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's uh, anti-gospel. That's not the gospel. God course, doesn't grade on the curve. He doesn't say, gospel. "Hey." Yeah. In fact, I've, I, I've said this repeatedly as I've traveled around the country talking about pro-life issues and so on. Nicer people than me are going to hell. Okay. There's a lot nicer people than me aren't going to have don't have a relationship with Jesus, but they do good works, and they're not going to have a permanent relationship with God in heaven. That's just the way it is. You know, uh, and also the idea that there's other ways, quote, to get a relationship with God other than through the knowledge of not only Yeshua, but the knowledge that God's passed through the ancient Israel, etc. There isn't. And that's the problem is people don't realize that our nature, both physical and spiritual, is temporal. It's not eternal until we actually, our souls are fused with the spirit of the eternal one. We are not eternal organisms. We're not. Okay. And people don't understand that, do they? No, uh, on that, that particular point, um, if you actually look at church history, and a lot of people don't want to look at church history, maybe we'll talk a little more about church history in a moment, but if you actually look at church history, people would be shocked that a lot of doctrines that are considered uh, standard Christian doctrines now were not right. held by early Christians. Okay? No. You, you alluded to one just a moment ago. Okay? Early Christians absolutely positively did not teach the immortality of the soul. Right. They taught that after they were converted, baptized, and received God's Holy Spirit, they were begotten by God's Holy Spirit, and had access to eternal life. And then after they were resurrected from the dead, then the Christians would have uh, eternal life. Right. That's what was taught. And if you look at it, even from uh, some Protestant and Roman Catholic researchers, they're going to tell you that, well, it kind of was a Greek idea, but, you know, we kind of thought it was okay. And what's funny, not really funny, but about this is if you look at people that are called early church fathers, I don't really like to use that term because, you know, Jesus had to think oh, about yeah. you know, yeah, right. other fathers, but, but the term, the way they're intending it is people who were leaders who claimed to be Christian in, let's say, the second, third centuries, okay? Right. Or second, third centuries. Well, if you read the writings that are extant about that, you're going to find out that many people that the Church of Rome and the uh, Eastern Orthodox considered to be saints, and perhaps uh, Protestant theologians may consider to be saints, taught the opposite on, on many, many of these uh, many doctrines. 
Right. And, and people do not have a, a clue about that. Actually, I wasn't going to mention this, but since if I've got a half a minute on this segment. Oh, yeah, go ahead, yeah. You, go? you, got, you actually have four minutes, believe it or not. Go ahead. Okay, well, this And I'm interrupting less than usual, right? So you must be, oh, you, you must be tickled. No, have, like, what's I'm, going please. on here with Deagle? Is he, is he taking more calm mind than usual? Yes, and I'm also trying to be <laughs> well, more like anyway. John, John B. Wells, who speaks slowly. Well, anyway, That's what I was going to do is, guest talk. is <laughs> I'm going to make an offer to your listeners that they can refuse, but there's no reason to do so. If they go to the ccog.org website, that's just www.ccog.org website, right. and they click on the literature tab, if they go there, right. our booklet, and then click on booklets, they will find is one of the booklets that's there. And I'm doing this at the same time I'm telling everybody to do this. Right. Uh, this way, uh, you know, it's make easier sure everything is going the way it should. Yeah. In other words, you can actually and multitask here and go ccog.org. And bam, right. I'm doing it too, so I'm trying to show it actually is doable right. while you're talking. Then go to literature, then booklets. Right. And then you're going to get a list of booklets. Our latest booklet is on the Ten Commandments, by the way. Right, yeah. Uh, all these booklets are free. Uh, and they, oh, there's got a, some kind of catch. There's no catch. You don't have to give us your email. You don't have to do anything. If you just want them, just click on them. They're right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, we we also have them uh, that are printed. I, li- I like some of the them. titles too. Like, should you observe God's holy days or demonic holy days? <laughs> That's a simple question. You, you would know? think everybody would agree on this particular point. Yeah. Only Christians yeah. kept certain days. <laughs> All right. That. Uh, uh, but these other ones that were added. But yeah. So we have we have booklets, and um, you can see we updated. The, uh, the history one is called The Continuing History of the Church of God. Right. And if you go through this, uh, I've got a chart in the booklet that talks about early heresies, who was the source of these heresies, who denounced these heresies, and if they were, when they were possibly adopted by uh, the Greco-Roman churches. And right. what's astounding is the Greco-Roman churches will basically say that the people that the booklet says were heretics were heretics. They'll agree. Then they'll agree that the people who denounced them were God's saints. They'll agree right. with that too. Right. But, but and they'll also agree, by the way, that they adopted those doctrines. Wow. <laughs> and there seems to be a disconnect. Yeah, they adopted the doctrines <laughs> they said were basically unbelievers. Doctrines. Yeah, right. They, they they picked up doctrines that they said uh, others did not did not believe. Right. And now, lest I sound like I'm going a little rough on, on the, the, more on the Church of Rome, in terms of the Protestants, I can hear the... Yeah, I hear the, the drum beating, yeah. yeah. When we come back after the segment, in terms of the Protestants, I'm going to tell you a little bit about somebody that's supposed to be the first Protestant, according to Protestants. And I don't wow. think he's the person Protestants would want to actually follow. Wow. Back in a moment, want to hear this. Important information... If you haven't heard it before, it should put you in a nice state of spiritual shock and belief. Need a powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens? Allison Med is the powerful universal pathogen killer's latest advance of German-sourced Allison, enzymatically stabilized to clear the body of bacteria, fungi, mycobacteria, and parasites. It penetrates body biofilms and is non-toxic to tissues. 
pathogen resistance cannot develop for long-term body-optimized wellness. Clear stealth pathogens that promote autoimmune disease, cancer, and vascular inflammation and plaque and promote healing of tissues. Now pathogen-free. With 200 milligrams more power than prior Alamed, you can't get a more powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens. Give your body what it needs. Allison Med. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutridyne at 888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. That's 1-888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. Imagine a pill that can improve your focus, your memory, your sleep. A catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter in an hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to Nutramedical.com. Bring nutrition and medicine together. Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralizing the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Help support Revolution Radio. Contact RevolutionRadio.org and promote them with donations and uh, listen to the Nutramedical Report show on And uh, so, Doctor Bob, please continue. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to be more like John B. Wills. So let me talk. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> here, here, here's, here's the deal. And this is talking about Protestantism for just a moment. Right. Uh, evangelical Protestants, when I've tried to talk to them about church history, sometimes is they don't seem to want to pay any attention. 
Mm. And I'll say to them, you realize that the, the faith that you now practice is not the original faith. You know, and it says in Jude, verse 3, to contend earnestly for the faith once for all delivered to the saints. Right. And they are like thinking like I'm from Mars or something because they think they're reading the Bible and they think that, that they've got this the original faith. And they said, no. You know, officially, Protestantism came out of the Protestant Reformation. They said, oh, but what about early Protestants? Well, Protestant theologians tried to find some. Okay? It, for example, in the 1800s, a guy by the name of Johann August uh, Neander, he wrote that this guy named Marcion took certain doctrine from the Gnostics. Now, the Gnostics were a type of heretic or apostate that were condemned by pretty much all Protestant and Roman Catholic scholars, okay? But then he said that Marcion, you know, this guy who took his doctrine from the Gnostics, was a genuine Protestant, if we may transfer to this ancient day this appellation. So what he's saying is, look, we know officially the word Protestant didn't come out until the Protestant Reformation, but right. it was Marcion who was the original Protestant. And then there's another guy by the name of Adolf von Harnack, and he said the same, same thing. Right. And it was Marcion who, uh, well, he's the one actually, by the way, the first one we know to preach against the Sabbath. It was Marcion who was one of the first to preach against the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. It was Marcion who basically came up with his own canon, by the way, only accepted uh, one of the Gospels, and uh, his own interpretation of Paul's writings wouldn't look at the rest of the, of the New Testament. Uh, so he selectively to, pulled out what he, what, what like he liked Justin in other Martyr, words. Is, uh, yeah. Marcion Pontius uh, is even teaching men to deny that God is the maker of all things in heaven and earth. Wow. Okay. Uh, what, what century was he and from, Marcion? Marcion Pontus. the one what? who was supposed to be the original Protestant. What, what century was that? And it's like, really? You know, Protestants believe it, claim to believe in Sola Scriptura. Irenaeus right. said that the, the Marcion people said Paul alone knew the truth, and to him was a mystery manifested by revelation. Whoa. And forget the rest, <laughs> basically. And so we've, we have a movement that's fairly uh, vocal in the United States still. I mean, the, you, we talked about Donald Trump before. Uh, the biggest right. block that I'm aware of that supported him were uh, white evangelical Protestants. Right. And I'm not saying they should have supported Hillary Clinton, okay? I don't, I'm, no, I'm no, not trying no, to allude no. to that at all. But their, their faith did not exist. It was not part of the original faith. It was right. Marcion... Uh, was the first one basically to try to teach that the law of God was done away. Wow. And Catholic writers like Jerome, for example, a doctor of their church, wrote the same thing. Marcion went to destroy the, the law, the testimony. And so, again, I mention that for those who don't have a clue about church history. And before the break, we mentioned that we have a book on church history. It's available for free. No cost, no obligation. You'll end up on anybody's list. We don't ask for anything. Just go on there and click the books, about 120 pages, and it's free. Just click on it, you have it. Right. And if you can go to ccog.org, uh, click on the literature button, click on booklets. The first one, uh, well, let's talk about the first one for a second. The first book is actually called The Ten Commandments, The Decalogue, Christianity, and the Beast. And this goes through the Ten Commandments, what they mean, how they're applicable today, but also that they were applicable prior to Mount Sinai, because some Protestants have argued that they were not in effect before uh, God gave them on Mount Sinai. 
This lists scriptures for all ten, by the way, being prior to Mount Sinai. Other Protestants who don't believe they should have to keep the Ten Commandments believe that they were all uh, supposedly nailed to the cross. Right, okay. including the Sabbath worship, which is a very important right. God sign, right? Uh, this booklet also has all the scriptures, has scriptures approved the opposite. All of them were in place after Jesus was uh, crucified and resurrected. And I'm hearing the bumper music again, I think. Yeah, I that's interesting. Right the yeah, we'll be back Silver in a minute with more. There's a monster every family's medicine cabinet. 100% safe for children and adults. It protects and promotes health by completely removing stealth and major pathogens. Silver must be in its ionic state to activate and kill singlet oxygen, killing capacity for viruses, bacteria, and pathogens. It has a maximum punch because it is delivered in a liposomal enzymatic envelope and is hydrogenated. It's so safe that you can put drops in your eyes, inhale in your sinuses or lungs. Silver orally will clear pathogens from your GI tract, viruses, bacteria, and pathogens. It's thousands of times stronger than any nanoparticle or colloidal silver anywhere else. And every several atom is activated to kill pathogens and stimulate stem cells. Our customers tell us that if they wake up with a sore throat, take a few sprays of Silver in a few minutes, they are already feeling better. Silver is truly amazing. Try it and you'll see the results for yourself. Dosages are small because of Nutramedical's advanced technology, topical or internal applications. Order at Silver today at, with free shipping at Nutramedical, N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com, N-U-T-R-I-M-E-D-I-C-A-L.com, or 888-212-8871. That's 888-212-8871. Are you tired of running to your doctor for medical tests like iron levels and bone density? How would you like to have the access to your own diagnostics? This simple interpretive test can give you results in just a few minutes right in your own computer. Find out if you have high cholesterol, uh, vis viscous blood, abnormal blood sugar, developing eye problems, dropping hormone levels, and normal organ function. Dr. Bill's QRMA uses the magnetic fields of your body and harmonic frequencies to predict functional abnormalities and deficiencies. The QRMA, or Quantitative Resident Magnetic Test, is quick, non-invasive, and simple to use. Colorful display reads off mild, moderate, or severe deviations on normal standards. Why is Dr. Bill's QRMA so predictively accurate? It compares it to a massive database, and you can send the results for Dr. Bill to do an interpretation as all analyses for you and your family are totally included in the cost of the machine. You can purchase the QRMA now at an amazing sale price with payments spread over six months. The QRMA is quick and safe. Go to Nutramedical.com, that's N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com, or 888-212-8871, that's 888-212-8871. Nutramedical's Vitamineral Mix, finally a high-quality bioactivated multivitamin and mineral drink that tastes fruity, delicious, for the whole family. Nutramedical's Vitamineral Mix will deliver activated nutrients to your cells, jumping genetic toxic blockades to fully activation. Powered not by in any other multivitamin mineral supplement, every metabolically converted vitamin and bioalbion chelated mineral jumps across the cell membranes to full activation. Energy, detoxification, regeneration, and hormones and peak performance will be yours and your children's. Stimulate your maximum potential and live to the full 
for your whole family with Vitamineral Mix. That's V-I-T-A-M-I-N-E-R-A-L-M-I-X at Nutramedical.com, N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com, 888-212-8871. That's uh, N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com, N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com, or 888-212-8871. Vitamineral Mix for maximum activation of the best vitamin for your family. some video too with me. We'll get them up, up on our video podcasting over on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter. We're adding a number of other places where we actually can podcast out. Uh, I want you to get back to uh, Marcion Pontius in the second century and what he did. And of course, they quote from their literature. Uh, this is unfortunate. And I've used some pretty negative comments before. And I won't use that today, but I can tell you it's disturbing to have people that think they're Christians that are actually not, their faith is not biblically based. Uh, and I, unfortunately, I many of them are being invited to come back into the Catholic Church I remember the quote from the book of Revelation, Behold, Babylon the great, uh, you know, harlot, and their daughter churches, and that unfortunately is most of these so-called Protestant churches that are following Marcion Pontius from the second century, that in fact was obvious from the early church leaders, they consider this this leader, this bishop uh, in Asia Minor, as an apostate. Wow. That's that's, that's correct. And what's what's interesting about that is uh, there was actually a Church of God leader by the name of Polycarp of Smyrna who went and uh, denounced him. Uh, He went out and said, look, you've got to stand against this guy. And there were other Church of God leaders, Christians, who went there as well. As far as uh, Marcion goes, uh, on the break you asked me a couple things about him. So I figured for your listeners, there's another website. Um, This is is free also. Uh, There's another website. If, if you have a pen, your listeners might want to take right. this down. It's www.cogwriter.com. That's Cogwriter. Cogwriter.com. Cogwriter, yeah. And there is an article called Marcion the First Protestant. And if anyone thinks that I was just giving you the worst things about this guy, you need uh-huh. to read the article. And yeah. if you have any doubts that uh, Protestant leaders have said this is the guy that they trace themselves through, you, you can see the quotes, and you can go and look, and you will find that, sadly, yes. Uh, right. How is the name spelled? Marcion, M-A-R? M-A-R-C-I-O-N. Ah, yeah, Marcion. Ah, yeah. It says, Marcion, the first Protestant reformer, is the title of the yes. article. And you actually have a video there to explain it, too. It's not just an article. It's actually Right. I have a video on that. Right. We have a sermon video about him, because he, he was a, an important person, which most Protestants don't have a clue that that's how... Protestants actually trace their early history is through a guy who rejected much of the Bible, rejected uh, Christianity the way it was practiced wow. by Jesus and his disciples. But that is actually the foundational person. Now, one of the problems we start talking about church history is most people don't really understand much about it. And it's not just uneducated people. Uh, I'll, I will throw a negative plug against a group. Um, I took a, a graduate level. A church history course right. from Fuller Theological Seminary years ago. Right. And they don't teach you that much. <laughs> wow. Okay, I I, uh, I actually bought it was I was 
I bought it. Um, I had a bunch of uh, CDs or cassettes. I forgot which. I think they were CDs at the time. Right. And I listened to them, and I listened to them all a couple of times to so make sure I've got it. And I read all the books they told me, and I filled out whatever paperwork I was supposed to do. Right. I didn't take it for credit because I didn't really need credit from, a, from them. But it didn't teach. It skipped this part. It kind of, it almost, it was more of a Roman Catholic uh, view of history, which basically is there were a bunch of people. They were kind of different groups, but finally they all coalesced, happened to coalesce around the Church of Rome, and then uh, Martin Luther didn't like it, John Calvin didn't like it, they split, and then we got the Protestants. Right. And it's like, but wait a second. If the Church of Rome supposedly was a true church in the 1400s, okay, um, they weren't practicing modern Protestantism particularly. I mean, there were right. some similarities, but they weren't practicing that. So, so the Protestants have an issue. Right. And again, the Bible says to contend earnestly for the faith, once for all, but for the saints. Well, anyway, right. when I drop names like Marcion or uh, Polycarp, people are like, you know, like, well, Ooh. who are you talking about? Right. At that website, the C-O-G-W-R-I-T-E-R.com website, there right. are articles with, on these people's names. You can look, look them up, but as we were saying before the break, uh, we also have this article on the continuing history of the Church of God, and there's a, a chart, two pages. It's, you open the page and you see it, Got got you know who the who the heretic was, who was the leader who denounced the heretic, you know, what the, right. what was the heresy, etc. So it's, it's it's clear. And then if people want more information, again they can go to cogwriter.com. In other words, website. what you have is you have an ontogeny of the faith. In other words, and you so it's not diluted. It was the same faith. And the, the you know it says you know in this gospel shall be preached to the whole world, then the end shall come. That Jesus said. Right. Well, guess that right. basically means it has to be the right gospel. It can't be another gospel. For example, the Vatican now even preaching an ET gospel. I mean, how crazy is this? And so many of the churches, they did some analysis of some of the things they believe now. And it's not just in America. It's around the world in Europe and elsewhere. Some of their belief systems are plainly not Christian, period. Well, they, they don't come from the Bible. And, right. you know, people kind of say, oh, it must have. One, one of the funniest, it's not funny if it wasn't so horrific. I right. bought a book years ago called Heresies by a Harvard professor of theology by the name of Harold Brown. Now, right. first, to slightly defend him, unlike many modern professors at the big universities, he actually claimed to believe the Bible, okay? So he wasn't one of these people who just said, uh, I don't really believe all this stuff. Right. He claimed to believe it, but what gets me is in his book he said, he said two things. He said, Martin Luther quickly learned the value of tradition. So he, in other words, Martin Luther compromised, and he was talking about sola scriptura, and then further, to take it a step further, Dr. Brown wrote that those who appeal to the Bible alone end up embracing what Harold Brown called ancient heresies. What do you mean, ancient heresies? You say if people believe what the Bible actually teaches, that they're going to end up with ancient beliefs. The word heresy just actually means changes. Okay, so what he's saying, and he doesn't realize he's endorsing it, He's saying that, yeah, if you just do what the Bible says, you're going to find, you'll end up with these beliefs that early Christians had. <laughs> okay, and he thinks this is terrible. And his, yeah, his book, wow. again, this is from a Harvard professor. He said, we can document uh, traditional Christianity for the last uh, roughly 1,700 years. He says, this is the first three centuries that we have a problem with. Well, the first, three, first two or three centuries, you mean when you had the apostles? And then the people the apostles appointed, 
Wow. And laid hands on them. Wow. Those people. Because they cannot find their core doctrines. Some of their core doctrines are not were not taught in the first, second, third centuries. Yeah, well, that's one of them was that the early Christians, until Constantine took over the church in Rome, they believed in the Book of Enoch, and it was removed from the so-called canon. Well, you and I will not fully agree on that particular part. But yeah, but I'm just saying see... that's just one example of many things that are actually not in the early church. Now, first three centuries is pretty critical, isn't it? Yes, and, and uh, if, if people go, again, they can go to ccog.org and get that free booklet on the continuing history of the Church of God. If they go there, you're going to find that I focus a lot on the second century. Now, why would I focus on the second century? It's a rhetorical question, so let me answer my own question here. Right. And it is, everybody and their brother and sister says that their faith, if they're Christian, comes from the Bible. Okay? Right. And then somebody will argue one point, somebody will argue another point. And they go back and forth and saying, it's just your interpretation versus my interpretation, all this kind of stuff. Right. All right. The reason I look at the second century is, okay, the New Testament was written in the first century. Everybody agrees with that, by the way. Right. All right. Well, who would know how it was originally understood? Well, the people in the first or second century. Right. Well, after the final book was written, which is believed to be the book of Revelation, around 95 uh, AD, some think it's 96, some says 90, but whatever it was. Right. Second century is only a few years after that. Right. If you look at the early writings of people appointed by the apostles, like Polycarp of Smyrna, right. who cites pretty much every book of the New Testament in one of the letters that he wrote, you're going to find that the faith that he was teaching doesn't sound at all like modern Protestantism, nor, by the way, even though the Roman Catholics have a church built to him in uh, Smyrna, in Turkey, which my wife and I visited, right. took a picture of, uh, of a painting of him on the ceiling, supposedly of him. Uh, uh, the reality is, if you look at what the early writers taught, you could see how they understood the Bible. You know, the Apostle Peter wrote that there were some things the Apostle Paul wrote that were difficult for people to understand, that, that unstable people twisted his writings like they did other scriptures. Well, you had Marcion coming out, okay? He was one of the first. He twisted the Paul's scriptures and said, oh, okay, Paul says the law is done away. Uh, but he was taking God out of context, and he wasn't looking at how early Christians looked at it. Early Christians, all early Christians, by the way, to make this clear, except for Marcion, who was not a Christian, um, and, and Simon Magus, I guess, the early, the early Christians all believed you had to keep the Ten Commandments, including, by the way, the Greco-Roman ones. I want to make that clear. So for those who are Eastern Orthodox or Roman Catholic, their early right. saints also endorsed the Ten Commandments. Okay, I'm not saying they didn't. Right. They, they may not have understood them the same way we understand them, but are they you, endorsed are you, them. Are you telling me that they're not the Ten Suggestions? <laughs> Correct. Or, or right. as the Pharisees viewed them, the Ten Rules to Get Around. Yeah, and in that's other words, another that's, why they, that's why the Pharisees had this uh, day of repentance where you kind of stir up all your sins and you kind of dump them on that one day Yom Kippur and then they'd be gone. Right? Yeah, the, you know, what people are don't Go realize about skull. Jesus, Jesus yeah. and the Pharisees, he did not condemn the Pharisees for keeping the law. He condemned them because they didn't do it, because they had traditions and other ways around it that they said, well, this is, this is okay. Jesus said no. Now, a few moments ago for the other break, excuse me, for the last break, we were talking about the Ten Commandments booklet, which is available at ccog.org. Right. And I go through that and how people are not understanding the Ten Commandments. So I actually have a chapter about arguments against the Ten Commandments. And by the way, the Jehovah's Witnesses, believe it or not, don't believe you have to keep the Ten Commandments. <laughs> uh, uh, that's, that's yeah, 
what about uh, another group that's a Sabbath keeper, the Seventh Day Adventists? I mean, they've got some strange things too, right? Well, they have some. They definitely have some strange things too. They consider that uh, Ellen White was God's prophetess and that her writings were inspiration. But when it talked about church history, and this is one of the things you and I were talking on the break, so I'll let your listeners right. know that now we're on. Right, right. Um, I actually talked to a person, and I don't want to mention his name on the air because I still want to keep my relationships with this guy. Right. But he's uh, the professor of, or was the professor of uh, history at uh, one of their universities. And I also used to be in communication with a guy by the name of uh, Dr. Samuel Bakioki, who was also a Seventh-day Adventist scholar. Right. And... I, bought a, I actually bought a book once called The History of Our Church from the Seventh-day Adventists, and I looked through it, and they pretty much missed most early church history. They kind of act like the church just sprung up somehow in the 1800s, and, and I guess that's the case or, for their or church. Or just restored in the 1800s. Uh, but, you know, Jesus said that... the gates of Hades, or the grave, would not prevail against the church. He said that in the book of Matthew, which has been interpreted correctly by most people who've looked at this to say this means that the true church, the true Christian church, would never die out. Now, when we, when we say that, you know, our church has existed from Acts chapter 2, you'll hear some on the Greco-Roman side say, oh, everybody claims that, but Protestants claim that, but that's not true. Well, the Protestants, they do have a problem because their history goes through Marcion, and he, he wasn't a Christian, so we can forget him. Right. But that booklet that we were talking about before, the continuing history of the Church of God, we list names of people and groups throughout the church history, okay? You can see that our people existed. Even right. during the Inquisition, you know, I mentioned the Inquisition at the beginning of this. Uh, mean they, they kept during the Inquisition, the Inquisitors, some of them yeah. kept good notes, and they found uh, uh, Christian Church of God doctrines being kept, believed, taught by the people they were torturing. Not everybody, of course. Not everybody in the Inquisition was a true Christian, okay? Right. <laughs> they were killing. I'm not saying that, but, but you can find throughout history that a lot of doctrines that the Church of Rome does not hold anymore, and which, by the way, some of them they used to hold, okay? Many doctrines that they used to hold, uh, and many doctrines that the Protestants do not hold, have existed throughout Church history. And again, when a Protestant scholar, scholar like Dr. Harold Brown says, well, if you just look at the Bible alone, it's going to bring back ancient heresies. Well, what are the top three or four things you that you say like, wait a are, second. are distinguish the CCOG? The Jesus said his, God, God's word actually, is truth. Yeah. Well, what are the and top so three or four they're, things? They're not that, ancient heresies. If you believe what Jesus believed, uh, the original apostles believed, and, and the early right. Christian leaders. But most people do not know what they are. Right. I talked to a, a scholar of one of the Orthodox churches recently, and he's like, well... Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean that. Or this means this, or this means that. And it's like, but your own saints, people you call saints, taught this, and you guys do not teach this. And they reason around the scriptures. And that's one of the reasons why I like to focus on the second century. If you focus on the second century, you'll find that the Christian church had more, we'll call it Jewish uh, tendencies, than people now think. You mentioned Emperor Constantine before. Right. Yeah. He changed the day of Passover, or he enforced a change to the day of Passover, or declared, I guess declared to be a better one, because right. he wanted, supposedly, nothing to do with the despicable Jewish crowd. Right. Well, this is what he said. That, this is according to Eusebius's Life of Constantine. And people would be shocked to find out, especially English-speaking people, that the day 
It's called Easter, which is named after pagan goddess. A lot of people know that, but right. they do not realize that's actually supposed to be Passover. Right. According to catechism of the Catholic Church, Easter is Passover. Now, they know that Passover was at night. They know it was a, um, uh, a memorial of Jesus' death. It was not a resurrection holiday. It was not on a Sunday morning. Right. But Emperor Constantine said, we don't want anything to do with the, this Jewish stuff, because uh, yeah, it was despicable. Of course, Jesus was a Jew. Right. <laughs> like, All right, but they so also wanted to be on Sunday, which is a the sun-worshipping pagan holiday. It's on Sunday. Correct. And he was, he was, a, he was a pagan uh, uh, sun-worshipper. And actually, speaking of Emperor Constantine, what people will say about him, they'll say, okay, well, Emperor Constantine, he had a vision from God. And oh, because yeah. he had this vision of a, of, a, of a cross in heaven, and this sign he will conquer, this means that God was speaking to him, and therefore it was okay for him to do all the things that he did. Oh. Well, you better look at Constantine's own history. Not only did he end up murdering relatives, etc., same Emperor Constantine had a vision of the sun god a few years before then. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, By the way, the sun god's name Apollo. is Apollo or Apollyanus? Yes. Which Donald yes. Trump has a massive fixation on. Well, to take That's a why his entire more... apartment, if you can see the pictures online of Donald Trump's 66th floor apartment, it's amazing. Now, the reason why 6-6 is involved is because the hexadecimal was the numerical system used by the occultists to occult the planets and stars to, to use to tell the times and seasons. So the number 666 means, means they occulted or used the star signs to determine the times and seasons. And Apollo is central. Pretty amazing. Back in a minute. That's interesting. Nutramedical's Nutru Silver is a must for every family's medicine cabinet. 100% safe for children and adults, it protects and promotes health by completely removing stealth and major pathogens. Silver must be in its ionic state to activate and kill singlet oxygen, killing capacity for viruses, bacteria, and pathogens. It has a maximum punch because it is delivered in a liposomal enzymatic envelope and is hydrogenated. It's so safe that you can put drops in your eyes, inhale in your sinuses or lungs. Silver orally will clear pathogens from your GI tract, viruses, bacteria, and pathogens. It's thousands of times stronger than any nanoparticle or colloidal silver anywhere else. And every several atom is activated to kill pathogens and stimulate stem cells. Our customers tell us that if they wake up with a sore throat, take a few sprays of Silver in a few minutes, they are already feeling better. Silver is truly amazing. Try it and you'll see the results for yourself. Dosages are small because of Nutramedical's advanced technology, topical or internal applications. Order at Nutrisilver today at, with free shipping at Nutramedical, N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com, N-U-T-R-I-M-E-D-I-C-A-L.com, or 888-212-8871. That's 888-212-8871. Are you tired of running to your doctor for medical tests like iron levels and bone density? How would you like to have the access to your own diagnostics? This simple interpretive test can give you results in just a few minutes right in your own computer. Find out if you have high cholesterol, uh, vis viscous blood, abnormal blood sugar, developing eye problems, dropping hormone levels, and normal organ function. Dr. Bill's QRMA uses the magnetic fields of your body and harmonic frequencies to predict functional abnormalities and deficiencies. The QRMA 
Our quantitative resident magnetic test is quick, non-invasive, and simple to use. Colorful display reads off mild, moderate, or severe deviations on normal standards. Why is Dr. Bell's QRMA so predictively accurate? It compares it to a massive database, and you can send the results for Dr. Bell to do an interpretation as all analyses for you and your family are totally included in the cost of the machine. You can purchase the QRMA now at an amazing sale price with payments spread over six months. The QRMA is quick and safe. Go to NutraMedical.com, that's N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com, or 888-212-8871, that's 888-212-8871. Nutramedical's Vitamineral Mix. Finally, a high-quality bioactivated multivitamin and mineral drink that tastes fruity, delicious for the whole family. Nutramedical's Vitamineral Mix will deliver activated nutrients to your cells, jumping genetic toxic blockades to fully activation. Powered not by in any other multivitamin mineral supplement, every metabolically converted vitamin and bioalbion chelated mineral jumps across the cell membranes to full activation. Energy, detoxification, regeneration, and hormones, and peak performance will be yours and your children's. Stimulate your maximum potential and live to the full for your whole family with Vitamineral Mix. That's V-I-T-A-M-I-N-E-R-A-L-M-I-X at Nutramedical.com and UTRIMedical.com 888-212-8871. That's uh, N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com or 888-212-8871. Vitamineral Mix for maximum activation of the best vitamin for your family. Need a powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens? Allison Med is the powerful universal pathogen killer's latest advance of German-sourced Allison, enzymatically stabilized to clear the body of bacteria, fungi, mycobacteria, and parasites. It penetrates body biofilms and is non-toxic to tissues. Pathogen resistance cannot develop for long-term body-optimized wellness. Clear stealth pathogens that promote autoimmune disease, cancer, and vascular inflammation and plaque and promote healing of tissues. Now pathogen-free. With 200 milligrams more power than prior Alamed, you can't get a more powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens. Give your body what it needs. Allison Med. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutridyne at 888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. That's 1-888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. video sometime we can do it on a after the show or we can do it on a weekend 
But we should do some video and get a broadcast out there because some of these topics, a lot of people will only see if they if they actually see some kind of video, like going to these sites and looking at the actual words of the books or the scripture or pictures. Um, I've, you know, I've said uh, that may be something that we can do. Yeah, Before can the break, out. we were talking a little bit about uh, Emperor yeah. Constantine. I want to tie that in with the Pope, if I can. Right. And I know right. we have a few, just a few moments. I won't interrupt you. I'm going to be John B. Wells right now. I'm going to be All right. All right. Uh, Emperor Constantine uh, was not baptized as a, as a Christian uh, when he put on the Council of Nicaea, but he declared yeah. himself a bishop at that council, even though he had not been baptized. When he died, by the way, he was buried in uh, the pagan sun god uh, tomb. Or, uh, that, that, so for people to think he was a true Christian, that should get them to wonder. But Constantine right. is credited for basically bringing together uh, separated peoples with different faiths. And that's what he did. Now we've got a pope Ooh. who's trying to do the same thing. Ooh. Now, interestingly, this morning, and one of the reasons that we end up on this topic, by the way, there's a Catholic priest by the name of Aidan Nichols who says that Pope Francis's teachings are leading to an extremely grave situation, and this could and he wants uh, a way to be able to correct this pope. He was complaining about something called the Amoris uh, Laetitia, which actually I did a uh, YouTube video against that yeah. before uh, about Pope Francis. Yeah. But anyway, what Francis is trying to do is, in the essence, set things up so somebody like an Emperor Constantine. The beast actually can get everybody to come together. Right. People say, well, coming together should be a nice thing. You can go through the, the Bible, and you're going to find out that the true unity of faith that Jesus talked about was not prophesied to happen until after the return of Jesus Christ, the establishment of the kingdom of God on the earth. Right. Those who think they're going to bring the kingdom of God on the earth now by saying, okay, your religion is just as good as mine, <laughs> uh, uh, you know... That ain't how it's, that's not how it's going to no, go. No, no, no. Compromise is not truth. Compromise means it becomes useless. It, it's, yeah, let's put it, it this way. Let's convert it to something medical. If you're learning how to do, let's say, brain surgery, you have to learn the current procedures and level of science in the early 21st century. Otherwise, you go in and do whatever you want. You're going to kill somebody. You're permanently damaged. So, wow. That's the Bible Go ahead. This is to... Be separate and don't touch that which is unclean in 2 Corinthians 6. The solution isn't getting together. The solution is the kingdom of God. Right. Yeah, and we have fact, a book up uh, there on ccog.org, too. Excellent. And the Hebrew word for it is Shema, hear and do God's will, which is, you can see there. So go to ccog.org at cogwriter, C-O-G-W-R-I-T-E-R.org. Cogwriter, cogwriter.com, right? Cogwriter.com, ccog.org. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Amazing discussion, Dr. Bob, setting things straight. Back in a moment with Tex Myers, and we have some interesting discussions coming up. Tomorrow, Josh Bernstein's back and Dr. Jurgen Winkler. Many important things happening this week. We'll be back in a moment. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host, 